Welcome back to the show, the I'm Just Talking podcast. Me, with me, your host, Cello. It is actually Mother's Day 2023. Um, I almost didn't record at all for that reason, but <clears throat> I think I'm going to do that. So uh, today's episode, we're going to talk about moms a little bit. Um, I have one episode, go back and listen from uh, two years ago, where I talk about some influential people in my life. I want to say the next year I talked about my mom specifically um, and my two baby mamas and my daughter, who at the time was a brand new mom. It was, uh, no, actually her first Mother's Day would have been. But anyway, uh, we might talk a little bit of uh, playoff basketball. Um, so, uh, yeah, stay tuned and uh, hopefully you'll like it. Uh, I want to say thanks to everybody who's listening. My last episode did not go over very well. A little bit of political talk, even though it wasn't supposed to be. And some people may not like that. I apologize, but it was on my mind and I, I went there. Um, remember, Amazon, Apple, uh, Odyssey, um, Anchor, Podcast, pod, Spotify for Podcasters, formerly Anchor, Google, Overcast, CastBox, PocketCast, Radio Public, um, and Podvine. Thank you, guys. Um, I was going to do a little break and then another lead-in. Um, I never even took a journalism class. I don't know enough about this stuff, but let's just get right into it. So Mother's Day. Um, I've always said I'm very happy that God did not make me a woman because there's no way on God's green earth I would never, I would have ever had the pain threshold to uh, carry a child deliver a child. Um, I have had kidney stones a few times and they, if I feel like I'm dying every time. So moms out there, thank you. Thank you so much for going through what you go through to deliver us, to, to, to bring us into the world. Um, you are definitely the strength of society and um, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Um, you, uh, the center of the universe, man, like no bullshit, no cap, no lie. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, I have an amazing mother, um, part street smart, um, part nurturing, part tough, part softy. You know, she's this great, all these great ball of things. Um, that when you need it the most can kind of put things in perspective for you. So, um, I just can't say enough about the, the female influence in my life in general, but like how the world needs good moms, um, how the world needs to, you know, women have, or in most of the time have the, um, word I'm looking for like the automatic nature to to want to be moms and um and then some some don't know and then they become moms and it's like you know they're just naturals at it you know and I just don't know where we would be as a world without without you 
I mean, I mean the obvious is you're 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 the you're the gender that gives life. You know, the dad gets the fun part of the deal. And you know, they say that once a, a mom gives birth, she never sleeps the same. So you know, moms are out there working hard. You know, modern times, moms work like a quote unquote air quotes, you know, job, and then come home and still take care of the family. Um, that's that's hard enough as it is. Um, I think when somebody's in like turmoil, the first person they wonder about is their mom. I think when somebody has an accomplishment, first person they want to talk to is their mom. The first person the the good athletes talk about, you know, they hey hi mom, thank mom. You know, and 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 that's just it's just natural, man. It's the way it's the way it's the way it works, and it's the way it should work. And uh, you know, dads, don't worry, I have words for you too. But this is not our day. It doesn't matter necessarily, even if you're a single dad. And, and I've, well, I was never like a full-time single dad. I, you know, there was times when, you know, my daughter was born and were young that, you know, I had her part of the week and whatever. And my mom used to wish me happy Mother's Day. And I'm like, that's silly. Um, I get it. Um, there is some, you know, but um, we just as a collective society should thank moms. And thank your moms. And, you know, we commercialize everything here in America. So it's, you know, this big to do and presents and, and things like that. And, you know, we should think about our moms a little bit more often. So, um, ladies with children, deep, deep, deep thanks for bringing us into this world and for the most part keeping our heads on straight. And, um, you know, giving us, you know, brightness on, on dark days, giving us laughter instead of anger, um, feeding us, clothing us, sheltering us. Uh, my mom definitely would take a bullet for me. So would not be the person I am or anything without mine. So hopefully, you know, guys that are listening out there, you wouldn't be the person you are without her. Um, you wouldn't be here. You know, the joke, I, I want to say Bill Cosby said it all the time, is like, I brought you into this world, I'll take you out. No, your, your mom brought you into this world. <laughs> your mom brought you into this world. You know, remember, don't ever forget. Um, because it's Mother's Day, because I've done some lengthy episodes, I think they were like, I think I might even have had two parts of one. Um, it's, it's kind of hard for me not to regurgitate and rehash a lot of those thoughts, um, about, you know, I probably have like five or six really influential women in my life. I'd love for you to go back and listen to that episode. Um, and I just I can't say enough, and I can't say anything really new um, about those people. But, um, and this is part of the reason why I, I didn't want to do an episode this week because I feel it cheating moms out of, you know, praise and and then you know, the lack of a better term like worship and you know 
all of the accolades that mom should get without, you know, delving into more of the same and more of the, you know, cliche sort of, you know, um, things that, you know, we say in greeting cards and, and I normally even do like Facebook posts for like my girlfriend, uh, my mom, my mother-in-law, a few of the people, women that are influential on my life. Um, and I couldn't this year because I just couldn't figure a way to make it sound different. I couldn't figure a way to make it sound new. I couldn't figure a way to not tell the same story. Um, so happy Mother's Day. Mom, you'll never listen to this. Well, never is not the right word. We don't often listen. Uh, Christina, even Amy, my first baby mama. Um, and my, and my Bella, happy Mother's Day. Um, there's Dee, there's Mama Willie, there's Lisa, uh, Carol, those are the, the main women there. Um, everybody happy Mother's Day. Um, love all of y'all, really do. And, um, we are going to take a small break now because I'm going to get back, I'm going to get back into what, uh, some basketball talk. Um, so hang tight. I'm going to take a quick break. And um, moms, if you're not interested in my my take coming up, that's fine. Um, again, we love you. Happy Mother's Day, um, everybody. Wish your hope. You know, you're gonna. This is gonna air Monday, so hopefully you wished your mom Happy Mother's Day. You got her something special, sentimental. Um, you did something nice. You went out to dinner. You went out to brunch or whatever. Um, all right, I'll be. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, welcome back to uh, the last segment. Um, I am really, really, really <clears throat> hoping that um, I can do this justice. Um, I, I, I really, really enjoy sports. I don't watch nearly as much as I should. Um, used to be a time I watched Sports Center every night. I, you know, they had sort of a reality show back then where you could, you know, try to get a, to be an ESPN anchor. I always wanted to be on that. Um, but <clears throat> true to the show fashion, um, I don't look at stats really that much anymore. Um, obviously, I'm when I'm watching a game, um, I, I know the stats of the game typically, and I could, you know, the announcers will talk about, you know, free throw percentage or batting average or, 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 you know, completion percentage or whatever, and you kind of, you start paying attention then. Well, as uh, the NBA season went along, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> and um, my New York Knicks kept improving, um, and then all somehow got to be the fifth seed. They had stretches where they won like eight in a row or like nine in a row or something like that. I didn't get to watch very many games because, A, I, I never know if I'll be home enough to buy a package. B, they weren't always on TV. Uh, I snuck a couple of pirated games here and there. But I started, you know, really having, like, good feelings. Like, Jalen Brunson came to the team. I, I wasn't, I mean, to be fair, I wasn't really sold on him um, to, um, in, in, uh, you know, he was this big, he was like one of the big fish out there. And, 
his dad worked, his dad played for the team. His dad is now a coach for the team and, you know, tampering. And, you know, they got him, I thought, at a reasonable price. Um, then we tried to get Spider, um, Donovan Mitchell, and then that didn't work out. And I was kind of disappointed. Uh, Julius Randle was coming off a bad year. Um, R.J. Barrett had a good end of last year, but, you know, isn't quite the, the shooter, you know, that the league has now. <clears throat> uh, you know, the rotation was weird. Fournier's been sitting, you know, sat the first part of the year. Derrick Rose stopped playing, you know, whatever his name, uh, Cam Reddish. You know, Nick's Twitter was all over the place, like, oh, you know, Reddish is a baller. If only we had a 6'8 swingman, you know, all this kind of stuff. And they were kind of like, hovering you know they'd win some they'd lose some you know at the end of the year they hit a stride and um as fate would have it we play uh mitchell gets traded to cleveland we play cleveland in the first round um split the first two games uh which was huge because we were the we were the the road team beat them in five absolutely demolished them uh in the last game, like kind of went going away, um, one going away, and we get to the second round, and everybody's pumped, and we lose the first game to um, to Miami. Um, in the first round, we were physically dominant. We were rebounding. They were playing great defense, um, and and we were just we were just hitting on all cylinders. Well. Second round comes, ultimately we lose in uh, six, play a really good game two, get killed in game three, barely lose in game four, um, come back, have to hold on late in game five. And then game six, we're right there, we're kind of hanging around, we're hanging around, and a bad turnover at the end. So... This season ultimately was more than almost any Nick fan that I've seen over Nick Twitter had been had been hoping for. Like I thought we would get into the playoffs. I wasn't sure if it was playing, you know, like seventh seed. Um, when we got when we got into the playoffs two years ago, we were the fourth seed, and we lost to the fifth seed. Um, you know, Trey uh, Young killed us. Almost said Trey Turner. Trey Young killed us. You know, in this series, um, you know, Butler's just a playoff beast. What do they call him? Playoff Jimmy or something like that. You know, um, but ultimately, I just I kind of want to recap a couple things. And I want to start. Let me let me start. I'll start with easiest observations to, to, to kind of the hardest. A, I, I never understand a coach's rotation. I never understand a... <clears throat> a reason for sitting a guy who either has a resume or is a veteran or, you know, fits a need on the team. And although I really didn't know much about Cam Reddish, but he sat um, for long stretches. Um, Hartenstein sat. Jericho Sims was playing a lot. Um, and, and Fournier didn't play. He only played like 27 games all year. And the guy can shoot. Um, Derek Rose was out of the guard rotation, which is, that one's not super, super surprising because you got IQ, you got Brunson now, um, you have Deuce, you have um, 
and Grimes, you know, that's already four guards. You know, you have five guards. You know, Derek Rose, you know, enjoyed being on the team, enjoyed mentoring, um, is really close with um with Thibodeau. And and it really is a commendable thing that he didn't cause no trouble. He you know, there was times when I think I forget who a couple of guards had COVID and somebody was hurt or whatever. So him and Fournier actually played a little bit and you know, he got a little bit of run when they needed him and he wasn't a disruption disruption. Um and then uh you know they trade they trade they trade Cam, they get Hart, puts another guard in the mix, um, who starts playing. So Deuce, you know, McBride sits and I just I don't understand. Like I don't see them every day in practice. I could be an armchair coach, an armchair GM. I, I don't understand it. And that's where like the season was kinda like kinda plodding along. You win a few, you lose a few, you win a few, you lose a few. Hart comes, they start playing defense, they start hitting this stride, and I'm like, yo, this, this team's halfway decent. But then, um, you know, Hartenstein starts playing a little bit. Uh, I, I guess Jericho Sims got hurt. Um, that guy can jump, too. So then if we just go to, like, their rotation players, we go to, um, you know, IQ is in the mix for sixth man of the year. I always thought this guy could have the keys. Um in the last couple of years, when I, I, I tend to when I tend to catch a game, this guy's got no fear. He's he's hitting big shots. He's going to the cup with his little floater. You know he's he can. He seems to be able to kind of run an offense and distribute a little bit. He can shoot a little bit. Um, and uh, nice to have him as the first guard off the bench, right? Um, but then once we got Hart, like. I don't watch again. I don't watch enough games. I don't know if Hart started. I guess he was coming off the bench, but he seemed to play. You know, in the playoffs because I got to watch him you know, left several games in a row. You know, he was a tough, tough in there. He's a tough defender, good rebounder, um, shoots a little bit. You know, um, had some intensity. Kind of had that New York sort of um, vibe and attitude and toughness about him. Um, Deuce didn't play too much, but a three and D again guy. Grimes, 3 and D kind of guy. Um, but they say he's probably one of the better shooters. Um, then we have um, Mitchell Robinson, super athletic, block shots, alley-oops, you know, pick and rolls. Um, garbage guy, right? Um, a little bit injury prone, which is concerning. Um, well, actually, let me backtrack. I saw... The games that I saw um, Hartenstein play, much like Mitchell Robinson, like rebound, garbage time, not garbage time, but, uh, you know, lunch pail guy, um, hustle buckets, has a little floater, can shoot free throws a little bit. Seen him get some real key rebounds and some key games in the playoffs. A couple of good block shots. Um, and, and I actually really like his game. You know, then Mitchell Robinson, all those things I said. But the guy can't shoot. Like on the offseason, they, they had videos of him shooting like threes, but the guy can't shoot a free throw. So much so that in game five, um, they started hacking raw hacking him before the two minute mark. And and to his credit, he I think that game he was like five of eight or something. And you know, six of those free throws were down in that, you know, before the two minute mark. Um, coming down the game, um, the end of the game, game six on Friday. 
he had to bury two to keep them even remotely close. And he buried two, then we got that flagrant and, you know, whatever happened there. But I just think that he needs to improve his game. I don't know if it's it's too much to ask, I think, in one off seasons for him to develop a little like pick and pop sort of jump shot. He's great going to the rack, so you could always throw the alley oop to him, you know, given the you know, you know, given if it's there, you know, does he need to, you know, the little jump hook in the lane if he gets like a, a rebound or something? Um, he he lost a couple of key rebounds. It was a game. Um, might have been either game one or game. I want to say it was game one. I could be wrong. There was a game in there in the in the Miami series where he got. We were we were trailing, and we got a key rebound, and he got it stripped, and that happened a couple different times in the series. So you know he's got to be more aware of that. He's still relatively young, but if I was him and I was his agent or I was like, you know, the Knicks, I'd say you know work on a, you know work on your footwork a little bit, work on that that free throw stroke, you know, um, don't let people take advantage of you, you know. Um, I don't ever expect it to be like a Stockton to Malone where he fades or a Ewing, you know, jump shooter, but. You know he's got it. He's got to find a little bit of offensive game. Um, so, starters on the team would be what? It was, uh, yeah. So Grimes, three and D guy, love his toughness. Big steal at the end of game five. Knee kind of buckled right before that. Then he got the steal. You know, he, he looks pretty solid at the line. Um, when he's comfortable, he, he can shoot it. He has kind of a weird sort of form. Um, missed an air ball, which, which would have kept made it interesting. He, he airballed a three at the end of game six, which would have made it interesting had he made it because we were down by four. Um, like, completely airmailed it. Um, I'm not really sure enough about his game. A lot of the – he either was hurt or he just, for whatever reason, didn't play a bunch. And then the games that I did watch in the regular season, and then he was hurt for parts of the games that I did watch in the in the postseason. So, um, you know, uh, nice little piece. RJ um, and the last year um, started going downhill, into you know going to the basket, you know making some plays there. I think he's a decent finisher, um, just like a right-handed player. But I think we pay attention more when someone's left-handed. He finds way to get his left hands involved on both sides of the basket, so he'll go right but find a way to finish with the left hand. I think he should finish more with the right hand probably. Um, and he played super duper well. Like he had one bad game in game six, I thought, but you know he he, he fought to get to the line in game five a lot. Um, looks like he's shooting three throws up a little comfortable, more comfortable. Um, they they talked a lot about how he changed his shooting pocket and. Um, a couple of couple of threes in game five. Um, I want to say even in game four, he had a couple. Um, you know, he needs to be a little smoother with his shot. Um, a, a little, maybe a little bit more mid range. He loves to go to the basket, which I like. I, I mean, again, anybody who knows me is going to laugh at this, but you know, I'm a five, I'm like five three. If you know, if I'm lucky, and I like going to the basket. I like taking the contact. I love trying to make a circus shot. Um, he, he seems to enjoy that. Um, you know, he's not really a flashy dribbler. Um, he finds his opening and he goes, and I love that. Um, I will say, too, let me back up, too. I forgot this. 
because Hart kind of comes off the bench. That guy's on the break, and he's a finisher. He's able to, you know, finish. You know, I, I finish in traffic a little bit. Um, and he, he can shoot a little bit, which when I get to Brunson, I'll, I'll, I'll bring this up. So I, I like that RJ kind of likes that part of the game. He needs to be a little bit more of a pull-up jumper type, I think. Um, it's kind of what the league needs. Um, if I was him, I would look to improve there. I don't know. I think size-wise, um, he probably matched up pretty well with Jimmy Butler, but I don't know if he was big enough. Um, I, I really would just love to him to be a little bit smoother of a shooter, um, you know, pull up 18 footer type, not that he doesn't do those things. Um, and when he was cooking, I think it was game one or game two or game three, he, he was doing that, but I, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like he puts his head down a little too much. Um, I want to say that leaves me with. At Julius Randall, and I really like Julius. Um, I don't, I don't understand all the trade talk by Nick's Twitter. I trade him for this guy, trade him for that guy. I would trade him if it was possible for like Giannis, Embiid, um, you know, somebody like that. Um, I, I'm not interested in. Uh, I'm not interested in another guard, but, you know, and you're not getting Tatum. Um, the only reason Giannis comes up is because, you know, Windhorse thinks that if, because of the Budenholzer thing in, in, in Milwaukee, if, if he becomes available, it's a thing. Um, I think Julius plays too small. And I said this on Twitter, too, is a lot of times it's isolation, it's hero ball, and he wants to be the dribbler, the, the side stepper stopping, you know, not even really pull up threes. I think it's more like side step. Let me pull up threes, step back threes. It's like he wants to dribble. He gets himself into a spot. And if he doesn't recognize the double team too early, then he turns the ball over. And he did that a ton in game five. It felt like, and, but I like the fact that he came to New York. He wants to be in New York. He knows he's going to get eaten alive. Um, I think he was a little overweight last year. This year he looked great. He had stretches. I watched him, not this year, but the year before, you know, pump in 46 points against the Sacramento Kings. I did another episode where I thought he should have been the MVP um, in 2021. So I just feel like, I just feel like he's too streaky. And when his shot's falling, he, he looks unstoppable. When his shot's not falling, I don't think he puts himself in a position that he forces. You know, he wants to he wants to dribble. He wants to be flashy. He want he he just doesn't look fluid to me. Like you know what I mean? Like he doesn't look like a uh, who's a good you know what is he? he's technically a power forward I guess. Um, He's not fluid like, say, a Durant. Durant's a bigger guy who can dribble. Um, you know, he, he plays too fast sometimes. And he's definitely, like, getting and – and the one thing I don't understand, and this is – I'm guessing this is a Thibodeau thing or something they talk about. They get him the ball in the high post a lot. I say get him in the low post 
um, or even, you know, just get him on the block. I don't know if he needs to be like, you know, down there where Ewing used to play and hitting fadeaways and shit. But like, he just, I don't know. He's just too streaky. And he takes a lot of contact and he tends to, to harp at the refs a little bit too much for my liking. So, um, I just think he needs to be more consistent of a shooter too. Um, which leads me to Brunson. The guy won me over. I can't, with the exception of the turnover at the very end of game six, where he gets double teamed down in the low block um, after like stopping his dribble, he has heart wide the fuck open. And that's supposed to be like his homeboy from Villanova. He was pumped to get him. And he tried to get Randall coming to the basket. Now, Randall came to the basket. was not a bad thing, but it was just clustered in there. It was just too much shit going on in there. And, you know, if Josh Hart hits that three, you know, we played tonight game seven then. You know what I mean? And I could be talking about how we're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, but he just made a poor decision in that moment. But that guy averaged, like, ridiculous. Like, he played, I think he averaged some shit like 44 minutes or whatever. Um, scored, like, over 30 points in the last three games. I think he scored almost 40 in game six. Gets to the cup, hits free throws, um, great footwork. Just when you think he's bottled up, he finds a way to, you know, scoop it and score. Um, tends to dribble a lot, which makes me nervous. Like, I, I, I feel like he's just like Tasmanian devil, but his handles seem good. Also a little streaky. Um, but two years in a row, he's played well in the playoffs. Um, he, he, he might just be the piece we build around. He doesn't really look the part because he's not a real big statured guy. He's right around six foot tall, but plays hurt. Um, probably was on a bum ankle all playoffs. Um, no fear, like steps up and pulls the trigger, hit a big one in game two. And he damn near did it himself in game six. Like, but fucking, I think R.J. Barrett was one for something, three for something for Julius Randle. Um, the bench played like dog shit most of the series. Um, IQ couldn't play for whatever reason because he had a sprained ankle or whatever. So he's the guy. He's definitely the guy. Um, I don't agree with the talk anymore of getting Dame. Dame was the guy that I wanted. Spider was like one or one A. I don't think that. I think this need, team needs to do one of two things. They need to figure out their bench. Um, and and by the two, they need to figure out their bench. Is a guy like Fournier going to be on the team? Is he going to play? Is he going to be in the guard rotation? Does he not play enough defense? Because they needed shooting bad. And I, I feel like he's one of the better shooters on the team. You know, are they going to, you know, what are they going to do with Derrick Rose's spot? Um, you know, do they trade away, you know, um, uh, maybe McBride, you know, they have options they have to pick up and all this stuff, but they need more punch off the bench. IQ needs to like, he had a very, he wasn't having a good playoffs anyway. And I really like the guy, you know, he, is he the first one off the bench? And is he more, is he going to be, you know, more of a, 
scorer off the bench or is he just the first guard off the bench? Um, they definitely need three-point shooting in this league. And um, But I think the problem is, is that Tibbs has the three and D mentality. Like he wants guys that can play D. Um, and I think if you're going to get a guy that shoots more, and, I, and, and I, this is my only guess, is that Fournier doesn't play enough defense. That's why he's not out there. You know, we don't, we need an offensive system. There is a lot of this, not even middle pick and roll. They kind of pick and roll and then open up a shot in the corner. Um, the, the pick and roll works um, at times because that gets Julius Randle on a smaller guy, um, which again is high, which is high post, sometimes too close to the three-point line for my taking. So, um, you know, I think Tibbs needs to figure that out. They need to come up with a better offense. They need to move the ball a little bit more. They'll tend to ISO Jalen or Julius, depending on how they do it, you know, um, and then try to get those guys to create. But then what happens sometimes, and I see this probably more with Julius than I do Jalen, is like, they come off that they come off that high pick, and then as they get into traffic, the decision to dish is is too late. It happens a lot more with Julius, and then he's you know he's getting stripped or you know he he's taking a bad shot. We tend to take a lot of bad shots early in the shot clock. It felt like um, too many games they were jacking up threes and just not hitting them. They were building skyscrapers out there. So that's my little take. Um, but actually, what I'm gonna do is I'm going to make two different episodes for tomorrow. Um, only because the first 10 minutes was um, about Mother's Day. So let me end by saying this. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, nah, I guess I won't do it that way. But anyway, thanks for listening. It, 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 it's always fun to get on here and, and talk about things I'm, I'm interested in. Um, it's always fun to talk about um, anything to get my mind off the week that's coming, the week that was. Um, again, mom's out there. Happy fucking Mother's Day. Um, let's uh, let's have a good week, you guys. Thanks for listening. Remember, Anchor, form, Anchor, which is now Spotify for podcasters, Apple, Odyssey, which is like a radio app, um, Amazon. Um, I say Apple already, Apple, Google, Podvine, Overcast, Box, Pocket, Cast, and Radio Public. Um, I'm underscore just underscore talking on Instagram. I love y'all. Moms, we love y'all. Remember, respect, unity, equality. I say it all the time. Always love. Talk to you next week. 